0: Being a bottled-in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. What Drives You is brought to you by Zigler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Welcome to What Drives You. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most influential changemakers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaways from their insights so you can integrate that wisdom and leverage the power of your unique inner drive. And wake every day to your authentic, driven, and inspired Life. In this episode, I am back with fitness coach and leader Don Saladino for this series that we're doing on physical transformation. In our previous episode, we dove deep into the, the myriad of complexities and information overload on diet, nutrition, and exercise, and talked about what it really takes to transform our physical cells. So check that one out. It's going to relate to you whether you're Ryan Reynolds getting shredded for Deadpool or you're a civilian like me who just wants to simply look and feel. Well, this is my what drives you episode that I do with almost every guest, where we go behind the scenes in essence to find out in this case what Don personally does uh, and find out what drives him and what are the values and the habits in his life to help him be where he wants to be. And uh before we dive in with Don, I wanna mention again what we did in the first show. DonSaladino dot com is his website. And you can go there. He's got some programs. He's got a quiz you can take that you can go find out what of uh, that he offers is going to fit you well. And on his e-programs, if you use the code DRIVE, you'll get 20% off. Don, thanks for being back, man. Love us. Having a great time, man. Well, let's talk about what drives you. And it's interesting. I- I'm going to start off with when I had you in the first show, you actually start off. I asked you a little bit about your story. And you said from early on. Uh, even as we're going to go through the individual things here, you said from an overall umbrella that you were obsessed. You got to a point of being obsessed with working out and nutrition. And I know you talked about an instance in you know second grade where you were kind of getting, I don't know if you said bullied a little bit, but you weren't feeling real self-confident. Is that where it started from? But I mean, at some point you look back and go, what was it that drove me here? What, Where was that initial drive for, as you said, obsession with working out and nutrition? I think there was this level of significance that
1: I started feeling from being good at something at a time where I thought I wasn't good at anything. And huh. I think that becomes very motivating. Um, you know, and, and then realizing that most of the time, that all the time, like when you put an effort into something and you really do your due diligence and you, and you work hard and you work hard, a lot of times good things can happen from that. Now, granted, you can hit baseballs in a, in a batting cage, so you're blue in the face, your hands are bleeding, you could still go for 4 that day. But overall, you're probably going to be a pretty good player. So um, I think what started happening was, you know, at this time in my life when I started feeling really significant through um, baseball and sports, um, I also started looking at some, you know, Characters in Hollywood that were kind of popping out on the screen. I'll never forget watching The Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno, and yeah. seeing this guy who's like green and scary. And like, I was somewhat frightened, but in a way, I was like, oh my God, like this guy's like, just there was something like almost that attracted you to him. Um, And then uh, seeing some people that I became really good friends with. Uh, it was uh, I saw this guy, Mike O'Hearn, on the cover of Iron Man magazine. I mean, Mike's probably 52 years old. I'm Forty-six, we're probably five, six-year difference, seven-year difference. But Mike's a good friend of mine. I just saw him at the Olympia recently. We, we train together when we see each other. But looking at Mike on that cover, or looking at my buddy Frank Seppi. Frank was a guy who's fifty-one, so I'm sixteen years old watching this guy when he's twenty-one. I'm on the cover of Frank right right now. Like that to me is pretty cool to be able to yeah. turn around and be motivated by these guys. And then out of nowhere, you're on this playing field with them. And um, you know, I owe I owe a lot to these people because they were figures. And yeah, at a young age, you want to look like these guys, right? Like you want to, you want to be strong. You want to remove that type of weight. Um, then obviously comes in the conversation of women when, you know, you're meeting girls at a young age, I'm 16 years old. They're like, Oh my God, you're working out. You look good. And I'm like, wow, I can get the attraction of women. And also be good for my sport. And like, I'm in, sign me up and these, all these motivating factors. But I think even more than that, it was this feeling that I received every time, I left a workout, whether it was, whether I was on the baseball field, soccer field, hockey, even swim team. Like I swam all through high school. I loved it. I, for some reason, I just loved the workout. I loved getting out of the pool and having that feeling of being exhausted and being in shape and then going and eating. And then that night you always slept better. So I would always relate this feeling, um, with, you know, that activity. And, and, and I think that was just something that became so consistent in my life that you wanted it more and more and more almost to the point of fault right like i i've had to pull back a lot in my life and just be dude you got to take a day off like this is Mm -hmm. like you know quality now is starting to drop or maybe the energy level is starting to drop and you're, you're 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 just i was always chasing that feeling so um you know that that's probably why i i went off in that path and that's what drove me to be so consistent
0: Well, we'll drill down now and hit some of these key areas of life and what drives you. And the first one I always hit is spiritually. Tell me what drives you there, what your values are and what you're doing to walk those out. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not
1: perfect like anyone else, but I was was raised in a Catholic household. Uh, My mom was a Eucharistic minister at a young age. She was my religion teacher. Um, We went to church on Sundays. Um, It was something I was just kind of bred into doing. It was just one of those things that we had to do at a young age. I definitely didn't like to do it at a young age. Um, I think even in college, I was pretty adamant about going to mass. I think I was one of those people that definitely admitted when they screwed up, but I just felt like church allowed me to feel a certain way. Um, You know, I'm not one of these individuals that's like, you know, try to claim that they live this perfect life and they don't make any mistakes. Like, no, I, I made plenty of them. But I think being at mass on Sundays is something I've always enjoyed doing. It allows me uh yeah, this level of spirituality where I can kind of, you know, be grateful for what I have and and sit there and pray for the things I need to work on or the struggles I've had during the week or the battles I'm, you know, fighting with myself internally, whether it's you know past anger issues or someone mm-hmm. bumps you on the subway and you're thinking about them for 30 minutes later, those aren't good tendencies to have or those aren't good things to you know, really be focusing on. So even to this day, now I'm in mass every Sunday when I'm in town, I've got to do a better job when I travel. It always gets difficult because I don't fly home on Sundays. Um, I became ironically, I've never, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, but back in 2010, my, um, my brother-in-law, my future brother-in-law, like he was engaged to my sister, died in a car accident. And my <laughs> sister was, um, uh, pregnant with his, with his child, uh, his daughter, Gia, who's my niece now, who's, you know, she's gonna be fourteen years old, I think, soon, right? That's what the math would be. She was born in about two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. So do the math on that. But um, so John Bowles was um uh, was was a family member of ours and he passed in a horrific car accident and his father, John Senior, was the head usher of, of Saint Patrick's Church in Huntington. And um I remember during the first holiday that John was gone. So John died in May of 2010 and i think it was december of 2010 christmas we're spending it at my parents house and john's family was over and it was a you know it was it was a, it was a tough holiday right everyone was you know sad and everyone's dealing with it but we're trying to be festive and i looked at uh john senior and i said john listen i know you're running the masses uh do you need any help do you need some help ushering and he's like you know donnie just come if you can like i'm like well john i'm normally at the 7:30 30 mass it's the quickest mass it's a 30 minute mass you're in and out of there and do waking up putting sweats on you don't have to get dressed up and he's like yeah listen come but come when you can so i started throwing a suit on going to church back in about 2011 it's 11 30 mass and uh john ended up getting sick and um wasn't the head usher anymore and the head usher became this guy al hater who was my head usher and a few years later dies in a car accident and the new monsignor of the church who i ended up becoming very close with um was just brought into the church and I was there one day and he's like, you're the new head usher. So I'm ironically the head usher of of my church. And it's, um, I gotta be honest, it's something I really enjoy doing. We have a, we have a good team. It's, um, no longer at the 1130 mass. I run the 10 AM mass. And I think my oldest usher might be 10 years old because we have all these young ushers in there helping out all these great little kids who love doing the collection baskets. And it's just like a nice, it's just, it's just a nice thing. But listen, when, when I say I'm spiritual, I pray, I try and work on things every day of my life. I mess up every day. I make mistakes every day. Uh, There's internal battles I battle every single day, but I know that's that one hour a week when I'm in there that I, that I feel pretty good about myself.
0: So I continue. You know, in the first show that we talked about, we got into motive. You talked about that motivating people and that we all find, you have to find that unique motive in every person that you're working about, working with, whether again, it's an individual celebrity here or whether it's. Thousands of people in your programs, and when you get to that, I often find. Well, I'll ask you what you find when people are looking at that core motive when it comes to something greater than themselves. That they're yeah. doing this for a purpose that's just beyond the mirror, in essence. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean,
1: that's really what's most important, right? I think a lot of times when we're when we're younger and we're chasing muscle and we're chasing a look, I mean, there's that vanity component. Um, I was watching Stallone Stallone's documentary last night, or I was watching something by Arnold Schwarzenegger a few days ago, and he was. was kind of sad. He was commenting to himself. He's like, "I say to myself, what happened? Like, I was the most physical human being on the planet. I was this action hero, and now I'm in my 70s. My body's doesn't look the same, and it's not responding the same. And the reality is, it's going to happen to all of us, right? Like, we I, yeah. I just got to accept it, and we we have to understand there's other things in life. I just want to feel good. That's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing to feel good and. You know, I'd like to get into my 80s and 90 s like you know to where to where you know I feel good about how I look and I have a level and I and I'm healthy yeah um, but you know the reality is no one knows what's in store for them like you know my my brother-in-law didn't make it past thirty nine years old I mean God forbid so I don't know I, I mean I'll going to make this morbid but I just think we gotta you know not obsess over so much and just go in there and be a good person and help people yeah. and take care of people it's really been like My, my, my entire business plan as a coach, I have had the saying for the last, since 1999, because I remember like someone looking at me when I was at Equinox and being like, you know, this is a luxury. Like, I don't need to spend my money on this. And I remember saying to myself, I want to convince them that this isn't a luxury. This is a necessity. And I was, I use that line every week. I want to convince you this is a necessity, not a luxury. So many other things in life are going to, are going to improve for you. If we could take this a little bit more seriously. And, um, you know that's been what i that's uh, really what i focused on is my uh kind of my my business tools
0: i, I want to hit there i want to i want to go into that right there because that feels like so much that we often come to when we're talking about any aspect of self-care taking care of the self kind of that you know the old cliche of in the airplane you know put the oxygen mask on your first on yourself first before someone else and we don't live like that as a culture. We don't think about that. Of I have to get myself to a point of capacity to even be of use to other people. And it's interesting with what you're doing. So you have people so often coming to you for a physical transformation. Speak to it on that level of somebody going, because I love the concept of somebody going, okay, yeah, I came here to lose some weight or gain some muscle or whatever. Holy smokes, man. I, I got so much more. I got to, you know, we hear that. So I got a, like a new lease on life, a new perspective on life. Like I'm excited about work again, or I'm excited about my relationships that it feeds into that, which again, goes to that point of, man, this is not a luxury. This is a, this is a uh, kind of the stri- uh, surviving to thriving aspect. Is that fair? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, there was a line
1: that I stole from my therapist, um, no. 20 years ago. And he used to tell me, clean your side of the street. Yeah. Right. And it's, um, someone was joking around cause I've used it for so many years and they heard Taylor Swift saying that in a song and I'm like, I didn't create that line. It was my therapist. I'll I'll give him credit for it. But, um, yeah, clean your side of the street. Most people think of it as something that's selfish and I just, I don't really understand how you can wake up every day and, and go about life, live it to the, live it the way that you want to live it or the way that, you know, we should approach life. Um, you know, if we're just feeling like shit or if we're just sick and tired and out of shape and not feeling good about ourselves, looking at ourselves in the mirror, like, God, the, the, it's, it's, it's unbelievable when you're able to change someone's life or be a part of changing someone's life. Cause I I can't take credit. I can't take full credit of this as a coach. Like people like, well, you get them in shape. I'm like, no, they get themselves in shape. Right. I'm just there with the tools and I'm there to massage their shoulders. And I'm, I'm, I'm there as like, Like you're in a maze right now. Go, go that way. Now go that way. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm trying to give them the the tools to be successful. But when you're able to be a part of a a, a drastic change, oh my God. Like when you get to keep your fingerprint on that, like there's nothing better. I mean, it's, 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 it's one of the most fulfilling parts of my job is to turn around and to see that someone is now, you know, um, able to date. Or confident enough to throw a dress on, or confident enough to go out and meet someone, or you know, you just saw a couple of my challengers, um, two of my challengers just just got married. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they met through our challenger group. Like that makes me feel good. Like, oh, oh my god, I, you know, I helped bring them together, and they and they met at our retreat, right? And, and that to me was awesome. So like to be a part of of so many different people's lives and see them make that one eighty. That's honestly anyone who knows me, this is not a, a one thing. Any single. person, human being that's ever been around me will tell you this is the most authentic thing that I'm saying. It's like, I, I truly love it. It's truly, it's truly what inspires me every day.
0: Okay. Stay on there. Cause one of our, one of the categories here, Don is work, career, business of asking what drives you. I mean, I think you just told me there, but let's expand on that. That you wake up, you got lots of opportunity, go a lot of different directions. So what drives you today to wake up and go, I mean, well, you're here. You're here on a show to talk and to reach more people. What is at the core of driving? You just talked about maybe the biggest one. It's one category within that of what drives you. Expand on it some. So what drives me? I mean, it's just the ability to always improve more. And it's just, well, in your work specifically, yeah. You know? I mean,
1: but, but but that's it. I mean, in either my work or either in my my fitness or my wellness, I always think I can climb. I always think I can move in a good direction. I always think I can get better. Uh, I, I wanna I wanna reach more people. I wanna help more people out. I wanna I, I, I wanna yeah. I wanna squat more weight. I, I wanna get my body fat. To, I wanna get more mobile. I want to wake up with higher levels of energy. I want to improve my sleep quality. I want to get my REM a little bit better. Like, I just feel like this is, it's such a cool field because it's this constant puzzle that's being thrown at you every day, whether it's work or whether it's training, it's this puzzle every day. It's a never ending puzzle. And it's just like, I keep putting together pieces and that puzzle keeps expanding, but I'm just having fun playing the game. Like, I don't want it to stop, even though I know it's never going to end or it'll end when I'm under the ground. I want to keep putting those pieces of the puzzle in. I want to keep figuring it out. And as I'm doing that, I'm also realizing that I could take what I'm learning and apply it to more people or, you know, just help, help get them better. So, you know, I, it's funny. Like a lot of people, a lot of coaches are like, Oh, what drives me? My kids drive me. Like I've always been driven before my children. I love my kids more than life. I love my life more, my wife more than anything. And my children, my family, that's, that's it for me. But I was driven before my my family it wasn't like their my kids good. are born and now i'm like oh i'm doing this for them like no I, I i'm doing what i need to do to allow myself to be successful so they can see what i'm doing and yeah they can follow it's like the parent that calls me up right now and they're like how do you get your kids to eat well i'm like i don't like well, what do you mean like what do your kids eat do they ever eat fast food i'm like once in a while we don't Serving in the house but if like my son's got a game and he's starving and we're driving by a mcdonald's and he wants mcdonald's and there's no other food like i'm pulling into mcdonald's for him maybe i'm not eating it but i'm letting him eat <gasps> how can you do that I'm like i turned out just fine like if he has mcdonald's once in a blue moon he's gonna be fine but but we're out at home and we're eating dinner together and we're having burgers it's grass-fed meat and maybe yeah. my wife sautéing a vegetable or doing something a little bit different, or maybe it's air-baked fries, or maybe it's something that's an alternative. And I'm like – and I look at the parent. I'll be like, oh, my God, what a hypocrite you are. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do I mean? I'm like, how are you eating? Well, I want to worry about them first. But like, they're going to see what you're doing. They're going to yeah. follow you. And the best – this is this is a quick story, and it's great. Please. Years ago, years ago, my kids asked to go on a hike. We have great hiking trails that are a couple miles down the road from it. And we take the kids, on, the, and, they, and they ask us, if we go on a hike, can you take us for ice cream after? I said, absolutely. So we went on this hike. It was like four or five miles. My kids were probably seven eight years old. They just stormed it. My wife and I were looking at each other the whole time with a smile on my face. You know those parenting moments? You're looking at your kids. You're like smiling. You're like, this is awesome. And right after, I'm like, all right, I promised you ice cream. Let's go for ice cream. They're like, we don't want ice cream. What do you want? We want fruit smoothies. Okay. So I take them to this all-natural fruit bar, and they – they crush up the fruit and they make these delicious smoothies and they drink the smoothies. And then three or four hours later, they turned to me and they said, can we get ice cream now? And I said, absolutely. Of course we can get ice cream yeah. now. And the point was, is I'm not going to deprive them. I'm not going to turn around to them and, and, and show them that I'm some like militant trainer father. That's never going to let them enjoy. Like, no, we, we, we do these things. Yeah. We enjoy these things, but my kids are like, they're musical, they're athletic. They're good. They're good kids and they're active, and they don't play video games really. And they do these things, not because I told them not to, but because they see their dad waking up at 4.30 in the morning going out to do this. Or they see us going for walks with the dogs, and they're like, can we take the bikes and come with you? And I'm like, sure. It becomes a family activity. You read by example. But it's always blown my mind how a parent's going to turn around, and they're like trying to have their children do things that they don't want to do themselves. They're calling me up for programs when they can't get to the gym. Let the kids play. Let them have fun. Let them enjoy it. You lead by example, and then they'll be in a much better place than you, than you realize.
0: Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out, Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin.
1: You lead by example,
0: and then they'll be in a much better place than you than you realize. It's so interesting you say that because I've also seen the other side too, where the parent is full on, they're full tilt boogie, they're going and they're pursuing their own health and wellness, but they don't transfer it else. And the kids are living on fast food and Doritos and whatnot. And you think, what's the disconnect? I mean, there is some values to relate here.
1: Listen, when I was a kid, I I didn't necessarily have a great diet. I mean, I happened to not like foods that just weren't good for me. Like I never ate cheese. I never tried sour cream mayonnaise cottage cheese i never ate these foods i didn't like the consistency of it um so there were certain things i stay away from but i eat pizza every day or I eat fast food every day and i exercised and i moved it out of nowhere when i started finding out about these things and at the time like egg whites were the healthy thing it's like oh uh, i should be eating egg whites oh i'll eat egg whites that's better oh i need to stop eating pasta and i eat brown rice instead i'll do that oh vegetables have fiber i need that for nutrients okay and I would just start doing these things. So I was the rarity of it. But listen, it's going to backfire on you as a parent sometimes. I do notice with parents, the ones that are really regimented though, when they go in and they're really hardcore, you don't realize this. Because behind closed doors, like they're not telling you this, but behind closed doors, they're trying to force crap down on their kids that, you know, even I wouldn't eat. And the kids, kids are kids. Like they're not going to eat stuff that tastes like shit. So um, that's where... Parents go wrong. They, they go way too extreme. Years ago at our club, we had these indoor golf simulators and this mom and dad shows up. My, my brother's an exceptional, we both play golf, but he's like a well-known ranked amateur player and, um, you know, was, was pro for a while and yada, yada, yada. So they bring this kid in. who's like eight years old. He's a lefty and he starts hitting shots in the bay and it's flushing them, and it's laying the club off perfectly and kinematic sequencing's perfectly and his hips are fired and his, you know, club's coming through the zone perfectly. And his mom, and his father, cousin, he goes, what do we do? What do we what do we do for him? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, i done it to the dad. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, leave him alone. <laughs> I'm like, let him be a kid. He's eight years old. The father was almost had a heart attack. He said, well, we're coming to you because you guys understand golf and golf fitness. I'm like, your kid is too young. Let him hit golf balls. Let him swing the club hard. Let him have fun. But statistically, and I'm not saying it, it's, it always happens. I mean, Tiger Woods turned out to be the greatest player in the world. Probably ever, but statistically, the other the 99.999% of the people whose father pushed him down that route ended up getting burned out and end up quitting, right? So, like, I think a lot of times parents, because they're so into it, they're trying to push their kids' heads in one direction, which could have been me, right? Like, my kids could be looking at me like, this guy's a lunatic, like he's like he'll wake up at all hours or he'll go train or we'll be out eating and he'll eat X, Y, once in a while burgers or whatever it was Sunday night, we went out, we partied a little bit for my son's birthday. It was, it was fun. We had like, whatever it is, what it is. So, but they know now like this is just dad living his life, but I'm not sitting there going, you got to do X, Y, and Z yelling at them. I'm like, I don't
0: want to screw them up. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't want them hating me. You know? No, I, no, I do know actually Don, Cause I kind of, that way not on being militant from a personal standpoint or whatever but just in the home man. it was a thousand percent you know clean and then they'd get out and see this world of junk and and almost felt like oh that's a bit much so we had to my, i did that with my older kids my younger kids we've been a lot more uh my my wife calls us now flexitarian instead of well i like militant, that I would yeah say. i like and, that I and mean, you
1: know listen as a parent yeah. i understand yeah. you want the best for your kids
0: yeah i tried it in the like early
1: on, like we were feeding them all healthy, organic. And I'll never forget my son at mm-hmm. one point choked, um, at a young age. And he had this like reflex where like, he got so freaked out for a whole week. He wasn't eating any food. Like we couldn't <clears throat> give him any food. He was like crying and he was probably two years old at the time. So at that time I didn't give a what he was eating. I mean, I was giving him uh, you know, um, you know, sugary sticks of, junk it didn't matter if he wanted some type of yeah. calories in his body i'm like get yeah, calories into his body so when you see you know an extreme like that it kind of freaked me out a little bit And i just realized that kids are yeah. resilient they're gonna be fine
0: they're gonna be all right that's fair you know on the on the personal on the drive for work Yeah. i don't want to put you in a box to say okay what's your favorite kind of testimonial maybe that i could ask that though or ask you know or what's been a recent one that's just been really fulfilling uh, Cause it could be, you know, a, you know, the, the, the weight loss or the, or the, or the muscle gain, or it could be just the, what it did for them personally. Give me a, give me a testimonial. Of I, I think something like, you, you, I, I always think it's more when that personal
1: touch is tied into it rather than like a number, like Don help me lose 40 pounds. Like, that's great, but that's easy. Like I, I like when someone really is able to reflect on how I've helped change their way or help allow them to think differently or maybe change their quality of life for the better. Like for me, that's, that's really where it's at. I mean, it's fun when people lose weight. Like it's fun telling the story of the woman who lost 500 pounds. It's fun. But, um, it's almost even better when you could turn around and just see like, I'm when someone says like, I'm a completely different person now because of this human being. And and I always say, even to my challenger group, I'm like, guys, listen, there's going to come a point where you're going to get sick and tired of seeing me. You're going to get sick and tired of my voice. This is going to be shiny and new anymore. But like, like I, I I'm literally at the point where I want them at some stage of their life later on to be like, no, he taught me this or no, this was an intricate part of my no. journey. And I always want them to remember the things I left them with. And I, and I think that for me is the best testimonial.
0: And it's a great lead into uh next category is relationships. Yeah. Just as you look at your relationship, you're obviously the highly relational guy which is just why you're here on the show. Um, but tell me when you look at that, that what are you, looking at to stay where you want with relationships what are you valuing most wow you know this
1: is fun it's a, a great question i've even thought about it i feel like my personal life life might be diminishing a little bit and i'm not saying like i'm not turning people off or like i'm just my personal life is diminishing a little bit and my business life is expanding uh probably because i just when i get home on weekends i no offense to my friends but like i'm fun to be with my wife it's fun to be with my kids as long as they want to be with us i mean the, right now they're at that age they're 15 and uh 16 so right now you know we're balancing that out with them wanting to go out and one of them to do, their, do their thing but i think like come the evening I, I really yeah throwing on a pair of sweatpants like i'm wearing right now and just having some dinner and sit in front of the tv with my three dogs and have my kids around and my wife it's pretty it's pretty awesome, um, but relationships and, and one off one name I'll throw out there. We're talking a lot about Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. Yeah. i find myself really wanting to put my time into people like that because they're putting so much time into me. And you know, when you, when you see someone who is so unselfish and so successful and so incredible at everything she does and her family, I love her family. I love her husband, her children, um, you know, when you're around someone like that, that is trying to bring so much value to the table, you want to give that value back tenfold. And even like, she didn't have to talk to you about me. Like she didn't Mm -hmm. have to, but she she thought to throw my name out there because she, you know, we both have helped each other out drastically. We both add a lot of value to each other's lives. She called me up and, um, it was like a month or so ago. And she's like, I'm having an event in January. I'm like, I'm in." but she just started laughing. I'm like, I don't want, I'll pay the plane ticket, the hotel. Just worry about your stuff. I'm in. She's like, wait a second. I haven't given you the details. Just give me the dates. You and I will talk about it. I'm in a rush. I'm putting in my calendar right now. We'll talk about it later. I'm in. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's over in Europe. I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. And um, she's. um, So those are the relationships right now. I'm really enjoying. And and there are some business relationships for me that's turned into that for me. and, And that has been a blast because now you're like hanging out with someone you have a lot in common with and this, and you could tie work into it and you could grow together and build together and, and, and all win. That to me is really, that's, that's, that's what I want to be doing with my, in my business world. That those are the people I want to surround myself with.
0: Love it. Uh, This seems like a goofy category for you. It was the same thing. It's funny. It was the same thing with Gary. You know, we have somebody who's a health and wellness uh, professional to ask them what drives you. In your health and wellness, we've been talking about that for the last couple of hours, but yeah. I'll still ask the question: When you look at it, and you, and you talked a lot about just the personal aspect of it, that when you think about it, and it changes and evolves, I like that too. You can even say that what has evolved, and how do you, you know, think it will evolve for you as you look at your own health and wellness? And I am going to put this in a physiological aspect because the next question's on mental specifically.
1: Yeah, I, I think again, I, I just want to feel a certain way. I want to feel a certain way. I want to have this level of energy. I've always prodded myself on my resiliency and my energy level and my, my work ethic and the, you know, the fact that, you know, you know, having strength and having endurance and having these things or something I've always, it's made me feel good. It's made me feel good since I'm a young age. And, um, I want to hold on to that as long as possible. And I still believe I can improve those areas. And and Mm -hmm. that's, what's fun for me. I I just, I believe I can improve those areas. There are so many things right now in my forties that have improved, since I'm in my thirties or since I'm in my twenties there are things now I could just do better. And it's just, I mean, from a, obviously from a mental standpoint, but even a physical standpoint, and there's things from physically that I just aren't too concerned with that maybe I was concerned with back when I was in my twenties and that has shifted a bit. So it's been a fun journey. I feel like anytime I jump into something, it's like I'm committed to it. And I'm like, all right, this is my block of training right now for the next three months. And I'm approaching it. Like it's the be all end all. And then you know, that like for me, the training aspect of it, that daily battle is, it's, it's, it's really a lot of fun f-
0: for me. You know, you've mentioned energy every time it's been about you that you, you want to feel a certain way and you want to feel energy. And you know that we're in a time when I don't think energy's ever been talked about more. We got a you know, multi billion dollar energy drink and food uh, business because obviously everybody is lacking <laughs> energy. So looking at that as a, they may come to you. Uh, give me a snapshot there. They may come to you for this physical, a number, as you said, lose this much weight, gain this much muscle, get this size, whatever it is. And yet the testimonies that you've got to be getting of, oh my gosh, in my energy level is it this, or I used to have migraines was this, or I used to have horrible PMS or whatever. You've got to be getting testimonials like that, that are kind of byproducts in essence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you. You just said, okay. I, I, I mean, there's, there's nothing else I could really add to that. I mean, energy for me has been like, I understand once we start fixing that area, so mm-hmm. many other things, um, start, you know, falling into place. I think a lot of us don't want to go to the root of the problem. It almost, yeah. it, it takes too much time. Like even getting onto this whole TRT thing now, right? Like this testosterone repl- replacement yep. therapy now. Um, it's becoming like the Wild West out there. I, I, I'm actually... Well, we want a uh, pill. We still want a pill. Yeah, but listen, I'm a bit disappointed because everyone now is kind of reverting to, well, my tea's low. I'm like, well, your tea's low because you're drinking five nights a week and you're sleeping three hours a day. So why don't you fix that first rather than going for injections? I'm not saying certain people are not going to benefit from it or need it, but I've never taken it. This is going to sound like a very egotistical thing to say because I don't need it. Dr. Yeah. Gabrielle could share my bloods with you or, or anyone. Like, I don't care. Like, if my blood markers were at a certain level, why would I ever inject myself with something that killed one of my best friends 12 years ago? I found him dead in his apartment because he got on it at such a young age. He was older than me. He couldn't get off of it, and it became addictive, mm-hmm. and he kept adding and adding and adding, and he didn't survive. And, I, and I, he was my head coach. And I, and I, and I had to bury him. He had no family. So when you see people go through these battles and you see what can happen, it's scary for me. I'm seeing teenagers getting on this stuff and I'm seeing guys in their twenties. I'm like, guys, what is going to happen? 10, 15, 20 years from now, I can understand if you're 70 or 80 years old, or, you know, you're, you're getting into the fourth quarter of your life. Right. And you're just, you, you're like, all right, things aren't working the way they want to work. And I want to close out this chapter feeling like a million bucks, go to a doctor Go speak with someone and understand, you know, the pros and cons to it all. But now it's the wild west. You have everyone online talking about it. Like they're trying to generalize it as a guy, yeah. you need to do this or, you know, this is, and I, and I, think that's, that's unfair. So, you know, I think it's like the person who consumes too much coffee during the day. They just keep drinking coffee. I'm tired. I'm like, well, I've never been one to say I'm going to drink coffee because I'm tired. I drink coffee because of performance. If I'm tired, I need to understand why I'm tired. If I'm tired because a relative died and I haven't been sleeping, well, that's pretty tough to fix. I'm going to have to ride this out and I'll hopefully correct it. It's a tragic thing, right? But if I'm tired because I'm watching Netflix movies with my wife till midnight and I have to be up at four in the morning, that's my fault. I start adding extra caffeine, that's going to put me into a tailspin. And that's what I mean. We have to be responsible for our health. The individual who's having way too much caffeine for me, it's, they don't think it's a problem. It is a problem. It is irresponsible. And they are going to, they are going to lose their health in time because no one has ever won that battle. We're going to age and this stuff's going to get harder. It's going to get more difficult and more difficult. Remember Lyle Alzado? Remember the, yeah, pro- the professional football? Yeah, vaguely. He was a professional football player. I think he played for the Raiders. One of the most brutal NFL guys of all time. Like, he got diagnosed with cancer. The next thing he know, he's 125 pounds in his bed. And, you know, he died. Decades ago, but I don't care how strong, big, and tough you are. At a certain point, when your health goes, you got nothing. You got nothing. So, like, we sit here and we abuse it we make decisions now and we don't actually think of the ramifications. And it's, um, it, you know, it's very real.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that because that is the ass. And it, the reason we're doing this is for quality of life. It's not to look a certain way, no different than talking with Gabrielle Lyon about strength and muscle and protein the point my interest with her was on the cognitive value that it gave that we see these people who's here's the 90 year old bodybuilder and they can still do this many push-ups or whatever and i'm sitting there thinking you notice during the interview they're 100 percent cognitively there that's the end game
1: that's the end game it's so so special
0: it's so uh, do
1: you remember uh, you remember Jack Lane, right oh man of course of course
0: I was, I, well, I, I, here's my, qu- I got a favorite was, quote of him. Yeah. Jack, when's it okay to, to not, you know, to not exercise? Is it okay to miss a day of exercise? And he says, well, sure. Just don't eat that day. <laughs> I never I heard Jack that. Like, yeah. I dude, I had his paperback. I had, it was like a paper thing, uh, a manual and it was, you know, chair dips and all kinds of stuff. So keep going. All right. I trained with him once. Um, really? I was probably 21, 22 years old. I think
1: it was at Gold's gym on 54th street, which is my home gym. And I think Gold's gym was either doing it like there whatever the anniversary was, or it was Jacqueline's birthday. Jack came into the gym and I had a sleeveless shirt on and they had a camera crew and he points at me. And I'm like, Oh man, like, this is Jacqueline. I'm like, nice to meet you, sir. I was like, That's like awesome. you want to work out? I'm like, sure. So we ended up working out together. And when he, um, when he passed, they invited me up to his, they had a documentary on him in um in the Tribeca film festival. So, you know, I was in living in the city at the time. So I just you know shot over there and, to the documentary and i think i I probably cried a few times in the documentary i was there by myself and just watched the story of of this guy he was just a journeyman and just like he revolutionized everything like people ask me now they're like what do you what's your what's your long-term plan i'm like i want to be the modern day jack elaine like that's what i want to do like i i steal his i steal his name and i steal his line it's kind of it's like my title but um his wife elaine Lalane i met there's a picture of us on the internet and and we're flexing next to each other i really should print it out And uh, she got on stage in front of the entire um, audience in her 90s and dropped to her hands and busted out 20 perfect, hard style pushups. Hips down, body up at the same time. Like 20 perfect pushups. I was like, it was one of the most inspiring things that I saw. And I I realized at that time, I was like, holy shit this does not have to be where we're all in a wheelchair in our last couple of days. Right. Like it yeah. does not have to be where things go to complete. Shit. But between now and then we got to do our homework, like for us to right. go. And, and listen, I don't want to think about when I'm 90 or God you know, God willing, I make it to a hundred. I don't want to think about those days. Cause then it's, then I'm, then I'm, I, you know, I've got my timer out at this point. Like I want to yeah. enjoy where I am now, yeah. but part of the motivation also is to, You know, I want to be healthy. I want to be the guy in his 60s, 70s, and 80s where people are like, oh, my God, he looks like he's 40, 50. That's always allowed me to feel good about myself, a level of significance. And can I do that? I I think I can. But again, who knows what life throws at us. But it's fun. It's a fun challenge to, um, to embark on. It's a fun challenge to face every day. embark on. It's a fun challenge to face every day.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man, I'm with you on, I had a class this morning with a bunch of folks that I lead and we talked about our health span equaling our lifespan, man. That is my goal at whatever age the heart stops beating. I want to be doing well till then. Tell me about your mental health. Yeah. My, even, even mindset. And I appreciate you saying that you, <laughs> you have, or you do see a, a therapist, but tell me what you are doing, what you, what drives you, uh, what's the mental state you want to be. In. And you've talked about that to be energetic, to be at full capacity, but then what you are doing to safeguard that and to, you know, the habits behind that.
1: Yeah. listen, it's definitely the hardest area for me. Right. Um, I wish I still saw my therapist. He retired I never really got back with anyone. Uh, that was probably some of the best money that I've spent at the time Just being able to go and talk to someone and, you know, get like a very unbiased opinion, I think is something I value more than most. Now it's like, you you know, listen, you got aging parents, right? Um, Their health at times, physical and mental is a little off, you know, everyone's got people in their family that, you know, you bump heads with. I'm very close to my family, but there's always, you know, an outcast here or there that you got to deal with. Um, You've got people pulling you in different directions or unfortunately not everyone's like Dr. Gabriel Lyon or group of friends that I have around me. Like there's people just trying to take, 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 take. Um, But this is all on me. These are all things that I have to do. Uh, I've been doing a better job dealing with and I'm going to continue to do a better job dealing with. So, you know, last night, you know, I woke up, and laying in bed. Nothing wrong, right? But just laying in bed and my mind starts wandering. Like that was something I never did in my early 20s. I ever hit the pillow, I'd be out. Now my head hits the pillow. I am gone for the first five, six hours. I wake up to use the bathroom and then sometimes I'm right back asleep and other times I'm laying there thinking. So um, I think that's about as real as it's going to get. I mean, it's not like that's probably the things that, oh my God, I remember the days in high school, you used to just go to bed and the next thing you know, you're waking up at 7 a.m. You don't even remember anything. Like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, like that would be probably one of the best gifts I can receive now, the thought of sleeping you know, all the way through the night and not using the bathroom once would be you
0: know, something See, I, I enjoy. It's so funny you say that because that, that is my killer. And I try to, you know, in the, in the night to limit uh, any liquid in general. And, and But then I'll end up and I'll wake up. And it's usually, man, there's about a 50, 60% chance that my mind's going start to start, start going and try to shift and get it out of there. I, I will tell you, man, I have started. I keep a book beside my bed. I always read. I, I enjoy fiction at night. And uh, I'll read. And I found that sometimes if I realize, okay, it's not going to stop, I'll roll over, I'll turn my little little book light on smart. and read for a little bit, and I can get past it and go back to sleep. So I'm, I'm battling that, though.
1: It's really yeah. smart. I actually may start doing that. I have a new paperback that I want to dive into. Um, I normally, the only times I'm, I'm kind of having disruptive advice like that is when I know I have to be up early. So this morning, hmm. I was up at whatever it was, 4, 4.30 in the morning, and then I think that's I think that's bringing me back to the training days when I remember I had a, um, a client would send a car for me to drive me to Rye to train him for forty five minutes and then drive me to Manhattan and I'd be up in Rye at six a.m. from Long Island. Oh my God! And I did that for you know six six years and I remember there were there were uh, years probably three four years where I had to wake up at three forty five. So I think when I know I have to wake up early, I think it's this old like trigger that's going off in my head i'm kind of all messed up from it yeah. but um what was it sunday i didn't have to wake up through an alarm and i think i used the bathroom once and then i passed down i think i slept to 6 45 i woke up and i was like oh my god this yeah. is this is like a yeah. lotto anyone's like what do you want i'm like if i could just sleep perfectly every single night with yeah. everything else i have going on
0: in my life i'd be invincible <laughs> be yeah amazing. yeah no f- fair enough and i'm also it's it's funny that i can't sleep that i just can't sleep late like i want to sleep in I try to do that and you know the kids will say daddy you, you know just sleep in i'm like yeah, i made it to 6 30 like you're oh. so old Dude, oh my god my, my my daughter could do
1: like 10 11 o'clock
0: and oh she's totally. like waking
1: up she's coming down when i'm having my third meal
0: yeah and i'm like yeah. how'd you sleep she's like oh great I'm like, oh god so yeah. jealous yeah, yeah yeah you know i i will i do i will ask you on this don so you know when you look at your mental state and i mean so you are uh obviously an inspired guy you're a driven guy you're enjoying life you've got good energy oh. but where do you find yourself at risk mentally with your mental state where where do you have to take a little <laughs> advocacy to know man i can go down the wrong path here
1: yeah i i, I just do way too much i'm just uh-huh. doing way too much at at, at times and ironically, I can't even say that I don't see my family or like, I, oh, I got to spend more time with my kids. I just see my kids all the time. I, my wife and I work together. I see her all the time. We're in our children's lives, but like, I just can't shut down at times. Like I'll even find myself watching a movie and going to my phone at nine o'clock at night and checking it, like put the phone down already. Like it's ridiculous. Like it becomes like a drug and you really have to get disciplined with it. Like tonight by seven, like I'll try and leave this upstairs
0: yeah. and I'd
1: normally go to it once to just check to see that no texts came in that are emergencies like, Oh my God, like get off it, dude. Like it's, it's, it's give yourself from seven o'clock to the next morning to not check your phone. That's kind of what, that's what scares me a bit. It's just, it's, it's just the access you have everything at your fingertips. So it's been a, become a blessing and things get so great and easy for us now, right? Like we're in an aura ring, like, you know, you're waking up in the morning, uh, the alarm goes off and like, I'm going to my aura reading Dude, chill out. Like go drink some water, go brush your teeth, go have some breakfast, check in a couple hours later. Like don't be so on all the time. And, um, that's, uh, that's definitely, um, that definitely yeah. with me could be a problem.
0: That's funny. I'm on. You know, obviously, I'm injured right now too. But I'm kind of taking a fast from my wearable information because it, right now it's irritating too because it's not that great. I'm not exercising. I mean, oh, yeah, so it's all kill it Yeah, I just yeah, I'm just out because it's just depressing. Uh, So I I, I follow there. All right, money, Ooh. finances, wealth. Tell me about your drive around that. Well, it's there, all right? i'm not gonna lie to you i mean we all want to be
1: successful right i mean we all yeah. want to make you know we all, all want to make that coin and um now i do very well but could i have done better um up into this stage right now by doing things that weren't really in line with my values 100 percent. you know it's like i could have freaking started an only page for my feet. 10, 10 ferraris in my garage at this point it's like there's certain things that you're just gonna do and not gonna do right like i'm yeah. just not gonna i'm not gonna sign a deal with a supplement company that's gonna pay me a few million bucks a year a million bucks a year and it's a crap product i just can't do it um but yeah listen to financially be able to do better and better it's fun it's fun to, to have stability in your life i mean it's a beautiful thing to be able to grow businesses and and grow a team around you and see everyone else around you become more successful and build something.
0: And, and on that you shared in the first show yeah. that you've had some times when the financial abundance was not there was and tough. you were at risk. Yeah.
1: It was, it was, it was, it was, it was tough, but I, I wasn't like, Oh, what's this happening to me? Like I'll give my wife a lot of credit. Like we, we, Hurricane Sandy leveled our, I owned a really nice apartment in New York city and it just demolished our building. And, um, We weren't planning on moving out here so we moved out here my parents had a little guest cottage in their backyard it was like an old barn they had converted to two bedrooms bathroom nothing crazy but we had we had the luxury to be able to move in there rent free we were by my parents and it was great it was really a nice time probably lived there for about four years but i remember the first three years like we stopped taking a salary for my business because there was so much going on in the city there was so much pivoting going on with our business that a way to really fast track you know, the recovery of our business was if I stopped taking a salary. So I stopped taking a salary. My wife and I lived off, we paid off all our debt and we lived off our finances for like three years. And, uh, we burned our nest egg to nothing, but we like kind of fist pumped each other. And she's like, this is awesome. Like we're going to wipe the slate clean and we're going to get a clean start. And we looked at it that way and we rebuilt. And then we were able to now buy a beautiful home and we're in a beautiful area and know, we're on two and a half acres and I was able to come in and build this barn. And um and you know, it's I I think you really appreciate things when you when things don't go well. But you you know what? I think a lot of it it comes down to the fact that I have the right partner by my side. It's my wife, right? It's she's she's my 50-50 partner. She runs the back end of everything. She is like your numbers person. She can sit in front of a computer for 15 hours a day and she's brilliant. And she allows me to do the things I need to do to be successful. And on the other hand, like I tell her, sometimes she'll come out here when I'm filming, and she'll like she say this, this, and that. I'll look at her. Why don't you get on camera? You know I hate it. So <laughs> we'll joke around about it. You know I can't do that. Like you're beautiful. You can do. She can do whatever she wants, but uh, she doesn't want to get on camera. So you know we we know our strengths and weaknesses, and we play to that. And I think that's beneficial. But listen, man, we 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 weren't there. Were there were times where it was like dude, it was not. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. But I think when you When you get Like you don't cry about it You've got one choice We had two kids at the time Right It's You know It's tough when you get put In that situation But You, you gotta just dig out of it And then when you dig yourself Out of it Man are you so
0: much smarter Achievements That's next what drives your achievements? Which is interesting because you picked up a couple of times. You just had a really good one. You you're on the front cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine, which is more than just being a cover model. In that, obviously, it speaks to a lot of fruition from a lot of years of work and a lot of people. And I know you gave. I saw somewhere where you gave credit to people who helped you, you know, get there, and that helps expand your reach and whatnot. But yep. when you look at that, so here you are, uh, at your age you are now, and you're looking forward. You've done a lot of things. And you're looking forward to what you still want to do. What's driving the achievements. Yeah. You you know, listen, uh,
1: there's a a million
0: guys out there that, you know, probably
1: leaner than me or bigger than I am or whatever it is. I mean, I think a a lot of the reasoning for the magazine were the things I did do in business and, you know, the body looks okay. So I think they gave me a, they they gave me a nice opportunity over the last several years, a few times. And I'm, I'm very grateful for, for that. But, um, I mean, the one thing I'm going to say about my achievements that you're going to roll your eyes to, it's my family. It's like, it's the one area I just, there's so many things in life that we look back on. You're like, I had to do this better. I could do that better. Or, man, if I open Drive and I just knew this, which is one of my clubs, I just knew this. Or if I, oh man, when I opened Driven, when I started Driven with those professional athletes, if I just did this, like the one area I look at, I'm like, I just couldn't have done any better was my family. It's like my wife and my two children. Like I look at them, yeah. you know, daily and I'm just like, oh man, that just, that was like, far surpass anything I could hope for. So that it sounds corny, but that I'm, that I'm incredibly grateful for, uh, my relationships. Uh, I I just feel like, you know, that, that the people around me, they're, they're just great. And they've been incredible. And, uh, they believe in me and, you know, people like Gabrielle who just have, you know, they would go to bat for you any day of the week. Or when you see people genuinely say nice things about you or do nice things, that to me is really special. It really makes me feel good. The clients I work with completely grateful for, uh, Someone like Ryan and Blake, who are you know two people that I absolutely love, um, you know John Krasinski, uh, Annie Hathaway, and Emily Blunt. These people, Sebastian, these are great people, but um, they've been amazing to me. But especially Ryan and Blake, because the level of loyalty they've shown to me and the ride they allowed me to come on with them is just it's, it's it's just unbelievable. Just the exposure that you receive and the support and the conversations over the last fifteen years and just you know, just uh, the help they've given me and the love, it's just, uh, I'm grateful. So, uh, you know, anytime I'm around these people and I walk out, I always get like a little pep in my step. And even to this day, I'm just, I'm just excited because they believe in me and they're continuing to just kind of sprinkle me with great
0: things and and that I'm really happy for. So, you know, family, huge, huge, huge part of it for me. Interest. That's the last one. Just personal interest. The things that you do doesn't have to be in this, but I like to look sometimes at the, it's the non-productive thing. The thing that just, you know, inspires Don, man, you just do it. It's just part of who you are. Putting it's aside the training. We're not talking fitness right now. Not, right? I know everything yeah. is fun in that yeah. sense, but this is something that you yeah. do. It's just a, you know, it's a hobby. It's an activity. It's I love Self-care or whatever.
1: Yeah. You you want to know what, um, I, I want to take all health and self-care stuff out of that. But like, I, I love music. Like I'm obsessed with yeah. music. Um, I love, i God, I used to speak of decent Italian. I lost that probably 10, 12 years ago. I'd love to learn that again. Um, I'd love to play an instrument because music is such a big part of it. I, I play golf. I love playing golf. I bought a boat this year. I love the water. I love being out on the water. My wife and I, after a call like this in the summertime, you got it's 520 right now. We would have been on the boat on the water, cruising around the harbor, maybe going to dinner in Connecticut, which is only seven miles away from Long Island. So, um, you know, golf, getting out, I play a decent amount. Like, unfortunately, I live pretty close to my golf club. I'm out on the course, probably two, three days a week. I could play a round of golf in the morning with the head of orthopedics of uh, Huntington Hospital. We'll, we'll, we'll tee off at 7.05, and we're off the course by 9.05. You know, we take two cards, 18 holes in two hours. So, you know, um, I've got a bunch of friends that I play with. Hockey, I play ice hockey. Um, club, uh, I play once a week all year long. And in the wintertime, I play two to three days a week. And uh, that's normally six thirty seven a.m. So I get there, play early, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, early kids aren't even up yet. Yeah. So those things are fun. That's that's kind of those are like releases for me. Like I, I need that. If I'm uh, I'm so obsessed with all the stuff in here, if I'm just all focused on that all the time, I think sometimes it gets a bit unhealthy, and you need to kind of venture out. But who knows? Maybe I'll start playing the drums or doing something at a certain point.
0: Uh, yeah. You got to put time into it though yeah tell me what i'd find uh on the recent music list playlist oh wow all right so um i think i'm a
1: metal head i, I think i'm a metal head at heart like i've just
0: yeah i, I know i see i see your t-shirt
1: yeah so i'm wearing a megadeth t-shirt guys i i i dressed up for today i got sleeves on guys so you gotta be great <laughs> sure. but like you know i mean groups like um megadeth metallica like i grew up listening to those groups but man i mean i i listen to you go to my Spotify channel I've got um, I've got a whole Spotify play playlist and I have everything from like 80s new wave right I've got everything from Depeche Mode and Duran Duran to, you know I'm into Bob Marley um, I'm into Genesis Phil Collins um, you know uh, Led Zeppelin um, The Allman Brothers I mean I listen to everything a little hip hop and R&B here and there but music is something that for the last 30 years of my life has been in my year. I worked at gyms. I own gyms. I mean, we were just, there's a gym I worked at back in 2000 called the training ground. And we would just play games on what music or what playlist to play. Or at the times it was CDs. We were playing CDs. It wasn't even like you had Spotify. So we were just all day long. We were listening to music and music trivia and uh, baseball. Uh, My family is obsessed with the Mets. We probably go to 10 to 15 Met games a year, which is kind of a lot for us. Uh, We're hoping they have a better team this year, but it's one of those things that we do with our family together, snowboarding. Um, I'll be in Whistler. I'll be in Austria this year. Um, Whistler with the family, Austria with some friends, do a Vermont trip with the family. So I'll get like three trips. Um, That's
0: another big one. That's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's great. No, I, I love it. Uh, I should find your your music playlist, man. I adore Spotify. I got a big family, and that's one of our most common bonds is sharing music.
1: Oh my uh, God, my
0: Spotify thing is just it's
1: on and on and on. Yeah. It's just it's just fun. It's just a fun. I, I love
0: my the my end chunk. of the year wrap up they give yeah. Me that says, you. Yeah, know, says mine's. I think it's you're the adventurer, and you listen to more than like ninety nine point nine percent music lovers. You know that they've got on the yeah. thing, that, it is. It speaks. It's a big part of my mental health. Honestly, oh yeah, and just oh, yeah. joy. I mean, I couldn't imagine life without
1: music. I mean, I'm in here in the morning. Music sets your mood. You find a song sometimes. Workouts are going tough. Sometimes I'll hit repeat on that song and just get in the yeah. groove and you find that rhythm. It's, it's beautiful.
0: It's beautiful. And Don, it's been a gift. It's been a gift. I, I want to drive everybody to your website. You, don. don. Hey, thank you. And don Saladino.com, uh, go there. And again, look, you can take the quiz, find out what resources of his are going to, uh, might fit you. And on the e-programs, you can take 20% off if you use the code drive and i'd ask you guys if you had uh if you got some value out of this which i know you did let us know go to spotify leave a rating uh, go to apple and mention this leave a review and say oh my gosh he had don on the show this is what i learned this is how it changed my life gave me some value that is a gift you can watch us here you can check him out in his barn that he just talked about on his property with all his equipment behind him and where he's inspired and inspired so many other people. If you go to YouTube or check out social media, we'll have a bunch of clips on this. Go to Kevin Miller, Co. And if you want to learn how to master your own drive, check out my book, What Drives You on Amazon. And until next time, stay driven. Thanks, guys. Yeah.